be following Willie more and more. Awarded! Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mason. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Plus. Oh, you got skills, son! Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for that! Welcome to the Take with Willie and Ian, brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. We love you, betting site. Thank you for bringing us to the people. William, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Mate, big news. What is it? Uh, America. We've broken America. Number nine on the charts really? in rugby in America. So <laughs> I feel like yeah, we need a trip out, to shout Vegas. Shout out to all the rugby rugby teams over there in America. The the New York team, the LA one. There's a few all around there. So there's a couple of good a couple of Aussies um, over there. So good on them. I hope, I hope it really kicks off. You know, I think with the Toronto Wolfpack last the last couple of years, obviously with COVID last year, they were really struggling. But you know that um, Atlantic sort of cup. I think it's it's starting to get some uh, starting to get some legs. Just starting to pay some players and a little bit more stability. That's what a lot of players like, you know, coming from such a stable competition here going over there, you know, you can lose your money, all that kind of stuff. So I think they've got a good backing there. So hopefully in the next, you know, five to ten years. I heard a little rumour that you're uh, potentially a big signing. (laughs) Yeah, I was was playing around last week. I just, you know, when you're just sort of feeling good about yourself, and I was like, you know, I'll fucking play. You could play over there. Yeah, because <laughs> I think uh, something happened with big, big T-Rex. I said, please, don't worry about him. Sign me. Yeah, they would have signed you. And, uh, yeah, but I could still go all right, trust me. Can I go? Can I hold your bag or something? <laughs> yeah. New York. We just. Leave. I said, just get me to New York. What's Everything else will take what, What's their team? Giants. <laughs> <laughs> Yankees. New uh, York Yankees. I'm straight the Yankees. Mate, and actually you spent the weekend up at um, Broken Hill in the surrounds. That yeah. was pretty good. Uh, yeah, myself, um, working for Deadly Choices in New South Wales Rugby League at the moment, just doing a couple of things, just trying to get a bit boots on the ground, a bit more boots on the ground in country rugby league. Uh, I've been up in Gundawindi, been out in Tamworth, and now Broken Hill, just to try and, you know, just to talk to the community, try and try and give, you know, some of these kids a little bit of hope, you know, knowing that even though they are, what, like 14-hour drive from, from Sydney, you know, just give them hope just to say, look, people are always watching. If you do have dreams to either play WNRL, Rugby Union, Rugby League, like if you really want that dream, you know, you can get it. You know, I'm doing it with Rennie Matur and Nathan Blacklock. And we're just, you know, we're just trying to make a difference. You know, if we if we go out there and we visit schools and, you know, do coaching clinics and stuff like that, and you reach one kid, you know what I mean? You're doing your job, aren't you? Just that one kid who needs his, just that little bit of a spark in his head to be lit, you know, and then it becomes a fire. All that kind of stuff, you know. That's what I really believe in, and you know, you try and make a difference where you can, and I think I can do it by doing this. So very passionate about it. It was very good, you know. We went out to Will Kenya, uh, Menindi. So we're based in Broken Hill, but I love it. They go, we're just going down the road to Will Kenya. It's like fucking two and a half hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we're just going to go down south to Menindi, hour and a half. But um. It was well worth it. The young kids there, half of them wouldn't even know who I am. You know, the, I'm, I'm their mum's favourite player. <laughs> there. My grandma used to love you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I uh, think, yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah, you just, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, it's very uh, fulfilling. I mean, the other option I could have went to was the Magic Round, but yeah, too many football players in one, in one, one place for me. Mate, you're doing a lot better job than, you know, going a magic round with you doing it going around to those communities and being able to have an impact on those kids lives is wonderful yeah. so i know something you enjoy i honestly don't think players really understand the impact that you do have out in the country you know broken hill has never seen never seen me in person only watched me play you know um I'm well retired now, but like even current players you know imagine if a tedesco or Kalen ponga or someone went out there mm. you know i think uh we do we do enough with the game, the country rugby, but we could do a hell of a lot more. Yeah, talking to those uh, the players out there, AFL are putting way more money in. Their ovals are a little bit better. They get all the they get gear, they get footballs, and and I think we're our governing body. Can we do more? We can always do more, you know, because they're battling out there. They they can barely make teams. They got to travel two or three hours to get a game. You know, um, you know, people are just switching to AFL out in the country. Mm. 
that's that used to be rugby league heart heartland out there. It's quite um, disheartening, you know, alarming to hear those those sort of comments when I was out there. Yeah, no one plays league out here. No one plays. We play AFL. Like all, I was just like, what about union? What about league? No, no. Like at least 70 percent is AFL out there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably one of the saddest things I've ever heard because AFL is the lowest game in the world and I just think someone needs to save their children from themselves if that's what they're getting into because it's probably worse than drugs. But uh, anyway, Magic Round... Quote, unquote. (laughs) Magic Round has been and gone. Um, The most magic thing about Magic Round, Will, was probably the fact that the referees decided to make players disappear about every 10 seconds. There was, you're oh, off, you're I like off. What, I like what you've done there. You like that? <laughs> I just thought of that then. I, um, um, yeah, oh, look, there's been a massive hoo-ha about this whole thing and I guess it's hard because I can see it from both sides. We're big on protecting players and, and making sure that, that players are looked after both when they're playing and after playing. And these aren't new rules. Like you can't go and tackle someone – in the head, that's part of the game. Like he, he, all that the referees really were told to do over the weekend was actually enforce the rules that are already there. What they have obviously done is they've come into it too hard. So they've mm. they've taken a couple of those send offs were genuine send offs, and a couple were just dog shit interpretations of a law. The problem is not with the law itself. The problems with the interpretation, in my view. Mm. There's been a lot of things said about it over the last little while. You're obviously from an era where this wasn't the case. Mm. Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? Does it need to be worked on? I think the players and coaches just worry about the consistency. And, like, why on earth would you go out just for one weekend and just, like, it's like a blitz, you know what I mean? Like when the cops go out and try and just get everyone for DUI. You know, <laughs> it's something like that. Just Let's just hammer it. I don't, I don't understand why they did that because, as you, as you noted, it's in the rules. You cannot hit people in the head. That's it. Done. And then it's up to the ref to, to the perception of, you know, and interpretation of how hard he hit him, all that kind of shit. These refs study the games all the time. And what I looked at, and I was like, there was a couple of send-offs, you know, um, send, you know 10, 10 in a bin max, I think, a couple of times, but not the slipping off the shoulder. And hitting in the head, that's just human error. You know, like, you've got to understand if it's intent to hit to the head, if it's a grade two in your head, they have grade one, two, and three, the ref's in their head. They know what they know what grade it is. And if they don't, send it to the bunker and they'll figure it out. But, like, you can't just change all the rules all of a sudden so drastic and then just send all these players off. Are you going to do that all year? That's all the players and the fans want to know. Or is this just you flexing a little bit? A little bit of a flex and going, you know what, we control the game, players don't. I don't think it's that. I think it's just really stupid and they've just gone too far with these rules. Of course, I understand Volantis. We want players playing all this kind of stuff. We want kids, you know, parents taking their kids to games and all that that sort of bullshit. You know, I get it. But I keep reiterating these sentiments like, this is not for fucking little kids, this game. This is a man's game. It's a man's man's game. You know what I mean? This is not, if your kid's not built for it, don't let him play. By the time he's 15 or 16, he'll figure that shit out. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. gonna, it's going to be too physical for him and he's not going to be going into the, into the system, the jersey flag, the reserve grade, into first grade because he's going to get sorted out by the time he's 15 or 16. That's what happens in life. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of 15 or 16-year-old kids. When I was coming up, great kids. Didn't like the physicality. I'll go play something else. That's what happens. This is a physical game. We are... The amount of people that are playing our game is is instrumental. It's crazy. From my perspective, people are saying you're turning the game soft. I don't think taking out tackles where a bloke's getting knocked out, getting hit in the face, is making the game softer. My issue with it has been there's there's a couple of problems I've got with it. The first problem is that it was rushed through. It was it was policy on the run, which I don't like. I think things need to be sorted. They saw the Dylan Brown thing and they went, oh well, all of a sudden. We need to do something because we got, we've got to protect the players. So they bring in a rule. They do it without any consultation. They just go, bang, here it is for this round. So the refs then go, all right, well, we've got a referee in this way. So they do because that's their job, right? Then you've got the issue with if you're saying to people you can't tackle high, everyone in the modern game is trying to stop the ball. They're trying to slow play balls down. They're trying to get on top, slow it down, get the play on the back. If blokes are coming in now – 
and they're going for for, for hip tackles or, or tackling the shorts. Mm. If you get that wrong, and the footwork now, these these blokes are big and strong. They got late footwork. If you get it wrong and you get hit fair in the head with a hip, it's a it's thousand done. times worse. Yeah, it's um. It, it was bizarre. It was just really bizarre watching the whole week. How it come through, how quick it come through, and then I feel, I feel sorry for the refs. This Same. is not. This is not. This not is not fault. on the refs. This no. is from the higher up. This is from Valandis and and Abdo making these rules up on the run. Well, let's just see if we can just we'll just try and get rid of a high tackle altogether in one week. Was that their plan? I think so. And you can't do because it. Because it's not. Because this is like this is going to be a generational thing. This is going to take five to ten years to get everybody's tackle tech perfect. This is, this is the 10-year-old kid that you have to be teaching right now, the under-15-year-old kid. So when he does get through the system, you are like – you're tested. You, you know exactly what you do. You don't hit from the shoulder up pretty much, as, which is like under-10s. You don't hit from the shoulder up. Like, is that how they want to make it? I'm not sure. I'm just so confused. These players, these players out here, they're, they're the best at what we've got in the whole world. And they're just getting thrown these rules now. I think Abdo, Abdo came out on Sunday and said that essentially what they're saying is that we're right, you're wrong, players need to adapt, you need to, we're not going to change our policy, so you need to be better, and otherwise... That's, and that's what's frustrating for, for players and coaches. Like, we're going to change the rules on a game. They don't know fuck all about... You know what I mean? Like they just they just look at the game. Oh gee, that that look that looks a little bit that looks better. If no one could hit each other in the head, that's good in theory. But things do you know happen. what I mean? It's yeah. things happen in the heat of the moment. People can they can go they can be head on so quick. Next minute, a little bit of footwork. You put your head in the wrong place, you're knocked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys, these big, athletic, strong dudes, the Malolos and Fafitas and all these guys, man. And do we have to really go right back and peel it right back into like just basic defense? Mm. Like, we all know how to tackle, some better than others, but, like, these guys are big and strong and fast, and your head's going to get in the wrong way. I totally get it. Protection of the brain, I'm, I've been adamant about that for years. But you just can't make these rules up about this, the slipping off the shoulder and into the head. It was careless. That's about it. That's mm. all it warrants. Penalty, that's it. Sending players off, 10 minutes, is pretty much about six to eight points. You put that's this is what we want about consistency. Always think it. Do it in the in your worst case scenario. Were well, you going to do that? Just say if it's if it's you know it's it's ten eight ten minutes to go in the grand final. David Fafita slips over over the shoulders and hits someone. Are you going to send him for ten? Well, they have to. Now. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. they never do it because they do little things like this, and then it gets to the game, gets a couple more weeks, and it runs out. You know what I mean? But play. That's what I'm saying. Do it in the worst case scenario. When is the game on the line? Are you going to penalise? You know what I mean? Are you going to penalise if, if, if it's a high shot, it's 10 all in a grand final, we're in an origin, you've got to decide the origin on your one fucking call? You're going to call it? I don't think so. Yeah. That's what I always look at with referees and decisions in the game. Are you going to call it at the worst case scenario, not just because it's, it's, it's just the cool thing to do? Do you reckon, I mean, there's been a bit of talk this week and I, I don't want to necessarily rehash what other people are saying, but there's a lot of stuff that has been said that I agree with and there's, this has created so much controversy over so many different avenues of media and, 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 and fans and, and players, no doubt, as well. But Peter Volandis is a fantastic administrator, but he's, he's a polarising administrator. He comes in, he goes, this is what I'm going to do, and then he did it with racing, and people go, oh, he's a lunatic, and then they go, oh, he's a genius. Volandis came in and he sped the game up. He said, all right, we're going to change all these rules. And so he brought fatigue into the game. Now, when people are fatigued, they make mistakes. That's mm -hmm. the whole point of fatigue. So you've got a game now that's sped up to a level where you've got essentially professional athletes that are getting tired. And when they get tired, they're making mistakes. Now what you're doing is you're saying, we're going to penalise you for the mistakes that you make, whether it's a lazy tackle or you're slipping up or whatever it might be. You put yourself in a position under fatigue that you wouldn't normally be in, and now you're getting penalised for it. At what point does Volandis need to just go, I'm here to run the game, make it money, do all of those things. I don't necessarily need to be fiddling with the rules of a game that has been around for over 100 years. Yeah, I agree. They shouldn't, they shouldn't mess with it this bad. You know what I mean? I yeah. think it wasn't. It was. We're, we're heading in the right direction to where the game wants to go. He, people want fatigue. People trying to fatigue all the Polynesian brothers because they're they're big, they're strong, they're fast, and they're fit now. They evolve. Everybody evolves fitness wise and playing wise. But like not 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 this 
this head eye, this head eye stuff. I get it. I'm with you with the protection of the head, protection of the players. You know, a player who, you know, who's in the air, don't tackle him. I think you should be ruling. You should be ruling harsher on that. I think when a when a when a halfback's already passed the ball and his ribs are exposed and you hit him, react to that. Do you mm. know what I mean? We should be shutting down on all those dirty, cheap plays, not slipping over the shoulder and hitting in the head. There's a couple of those things that players deserve to get ten in the bin. Shoulder to the head, cheap, you know, like aggr- yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I get it. It's a 10, but that's what they were looking for. But some of there was about four or five instances where it was just slipping over the shoulder and it just grazed the, you know, the back of the ear or something and they were doing it then. And I'm, and I'm pretty sure that the NRL would have told the refs, all right, let's just not be so stupid and just do it like that. I don't know. Like, do you think that talk would have been come from the NRL going, all right, guys, we're going to penalise shit out of anyone. Hits the shoulders, hits the heads, get them off. Like, I don't think that would have been the talk from um I reckon from it Verlandis. was. I reckon, reckon it is? I like, reckon he's extreme. So he, he, his whole thing is, you know, when he was in the racing thing, it was like, I'm going to go up against Melbourne. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to make more money out of racing in Sydney than in Melbourne and I win. So now what he's going is, I, I think he's got to a point where he just goes, I have to take the extremes because that's what people expect from me. And I don't know if this game needs it. I look at Rugby Union. Rugby Union a couple of years ago did the same thing. So any contact with the head, um, any tipping tackles, all that sort of thing. And those decisions are getting made by the International Rugby Board that's based in England. And the flow-on effect then was you've got Australians and New Zealanders going, these rules are shit house. It's ruining mm. the game. The Rugby League is the National Rugby League in Australia. So they can listen to this. They can listen to all of these problems. And they can turn around and go, you know what, we got it wrong. I just don't know if a Volandis is a sort of bloke who's going to turn around and say, I got it wrong. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I just don't... I mean, this all stemmed from knees in the back and Teddy getting hit. Yeah. When Teddy... You know, like, I'm not sure what players are supposed to do, like uh, near Cora, when someone's dummying, dummying, and then he tries you, you actually go into that uh, into that tackle, and he's already passed it. I'm not sure how you're supposed to act. You're sp- are you supposed to just stand there with your hands in the air, knowing fully well that he's coming at your knees and ribs? This is just a defensive mechanism that um, near Cora did. He just dropped his shoulder. He didn't mean to hit Teddy in the head. You know what I mean? But it just ha- it happens in a game when things are going flat out like that. Teddy was going at the line as quick as he could. He drew Neocora in and Neocora stood his ground. He did not want to hit him in the head, but that's what happens in a game when you're going flat out and you're trying to make big plays like Teddy was. You know, like, Same thing happened with Lachlan Burr on the weekend. The way, the way Tedesco runs... Oh, and then the knees in the back. It's just, his, his, hips, his hips are low and he falls sometimes. And when he mm. falls... They're going at pace. Lachlan Bird did the same thing. He gets 10 minutes in the sim bin as well. So Tedesco's had three of those tackles now in five games. At some point, you've got to go, well, it's the same bloke in the same tackle. I'm not saying Tedesco's at fault because he's not, but it's just there's degrees of these things. I think there needs to be some grey area, and I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be grey area now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's still in my heading, really. Imagine what it's doing to, like, some players and coaches. You'd be like, how am I? Like you understand, like these players are aggressive people on the field. This is not croquet or any other sport where we can just go in there nice and relax and just be a normal person. No, we're wired a little bit different. You know, you go into these games, especially forwards, you're wired a little bit different from your average Joe. You're going out there doing battle. You're just going to take and take a take away from all of us. You know, it's just I don't know, I don't know what sort of game whatever is in Valandi's head, what his vision is. I'm not sure if I see it. I reckon a if clean, you, beautiful game with perfect hits. You can't, you can't, you can't turn it into. I guess what they're saying now is that if you make a mistake, you're going to get penalised. The thing is, as well, it affects teams. Like if one bloke makes a mistake, as you say, it's probably six to eight points. So, do you then say, all right, well, you're not going to get sin bin, but for any contact to the head, it's an automatic one-week suspension, and that way it doesn't penalise the side. It just penalises the player individually. I mean, it penalises the side indirectly the week after, mm. but at least they can prepare for it. I don't know. I, I, I just think the most disappointing thing about all of this is the fact that everybody's now talking about rugby league as a basket case again in terms of the administration side. Yeah. Like... Oh, I don't it know. was all praises last year because we're up and running. Yeah, I don't think the game's broke. We don't have to fix it with these drastic rule changes. Mm. I, don't, I mean, as I said before, I get it. Protect the head, but don't go this far. 
Do you know any when you were playing, did any player ever go out and honestly, did anyone ever say, I'm gonna take that bloke's head off? Like I'm literally gonna go out. Is that serious? And, yeah, I'm serious. Like that gets said a lot. But actually like there's a difference between saying it and then going, you know what, I'm gonna f- go out there and I'm gonna actually go into his head. Oh, go into yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's just figure of speech. Figure of speech. But yeah, would you actually would anyone have do you, when you were playing, did anyone actually go out there and go, you know what? He's their best player. I'm gonna actually It wouldn't no, it would injury. never be it would never be a cheap shot. It'd be like you'd be one on one, man on man, you'd be like, I'm gonna I'm going after this C word. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was a lot of talks when forward packs that I've been involved in Australia, South Wales, Bulldogs, Knights. Yeah, there was there's a lot of talk, but not the intentional trying to hurt the dude. You just want to beat. You just want to. You want to hurt you him. Really pose your will out there and just, yeah. just beat the shit out of him, pretty much. But I don't want to hurt the bloke. No, there's no intentional hurting when you're going to. There was never ever any talk. I'm going to go out there and just break this guy's jaw. Take no, his no, head off. No. Yeah, It'd actually, be like, take his head the talks off. like take his fucking head off. That just gets gets said. You know, it's, a gotta, of it's a figure of speech. Just go out there and just be really aggressive, pretty much. Yeah, because I look at it now and I think the way that last week looked, it looked as if what they're saying is that these people were trying to do it deliberately and they're getting penalised for. It. I just don't think that's the case. So what happens this week? Do players this week? Do you see a change in tackle technique? Do you see blokes? Yeah, a hundred percent. There's four hundred send offs. There's you have to. You're going to let down your team, aren't mm. you? Like, you know, you, if you're a person who, who give away, like, just say, I don't know, two or three penalties a game, you'll be you'll be looking at your tackle tech. And if you are, most most tall guys will be looking. Tall guys don't really want to tackle low. It's always around about the ball and up. You know what I mean? Like, some big some big guys playing our game. Um, yeah, but it's, I don't know. What do you do? Well, that's the thing. And I, I think this week, if it'll be really fascinating this week to see how the players react and what coaches do and... Um, there'll be people. There, there will be a lot of players. Just be like, no, nah, I'm just going to. I'm just going to hit from the armpit down. Mm. There'll be no. <laughs> there'll be no decent hits. Could be quite a big blowout. Like there could be a lot of points. What about the blowouts? Point. Yeah, the blowouts are average. Is, it, it's, uh, is this? Is, is this like? Are they just being so reactive to, you know, some some media some media outlets just saying, you know, it's just, it's it's gone soft. It's it's um, you know the points are getting scored. There's too much of a difference between first and sixteenth. Do they are they trying to think that this might even it back up by penalising the shit out of someone? It's not. It's not. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't don't know what see. It. I just don't understand like where this all come from. I just don't. I reckon it's just it's just been designed to try and solve a problem that can't be solved in one weekend. And I think it's backfired. We're on Twitter um, for everyone who follows the show. They know that we do a Twitter game every week. And it was interesting this week because there was more anger about this rule than I think I've seen. Yeah, in the fans weren't happy. They were not. They are blowing up. And I get what they're saying about the game going soft. The game's not soft. Like These blokes are strong, Definitely not human soft. beings. But it's the rules that are that interpreting that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like these players are going out there trying to play as hard as they can. You know, and then if you're if you're a, if you've been exposed to rugby league in the last twenty years, you can see a distinct change in it. You're like, what? That would have been let it let go like five years ago. So if you're a fan in the last 20, 25 years, you know, that's the late nineties, you know, two thousands, two thousand tens, now the twenty twenties. The game has changed. It's evolved a, a fair bit. It's aggressive as hell. Everybody's so fit, strong, fast, all that kind of stuff. And you know, like I think the game's played pretty fairly. You know, there's no, there's not, you know, um, obviously a little bit more cheap shots because of that fighting rule. Mm. They didn't get rid of that. I don't think we'll be talking about this shit. Everyone should just punch on. I'll just, I'll re- not condoning for- fighting. I am. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just, uh, I'll just finish with a quote that Andrew Abdo has said. Um, I obviously prepared this myself. I do a lot of research for this show and we certainly don't have a bloke. That's all I did all day. Henry definitely doesn't just hand this stuff to me. But (laughs) this is an intense physical game and we're talking about taking the responsible leadership position of eliminating the damage that can be done by dangerous head-high shots. I make no apologies for that and I absolutely believe that the decision the commission has made and the way it's being implemented is right. All right, you win, mate. It's not changing. <laughs> it's not changing. You can't you can't come out with something that strong. Well, you and can't then back come out down. with something. Yeah, exactly. So. What they did last last week, they just drew a line in the sand. They're like, all right, this is how it is. Conform or not. Yeah. Thank God I'm not playing. 
You weren't that high. You never tackled anyone, that's why. <laughs> they were all low. And they were uh, all borderline. They were borderline. <laughs> People didn't run at you, though. You're scary. No. You're a scary human, except when you're on your can't ask that and everyone loves you. And then oh. you go and do nice things with communities. The real <laughs> Willie's coming out here. Don't. Leave that perception out there. All right. So this weekend, uh, the Cowboys are playing against the Knights. What about the Knights? Tell me about this, actually. Mm. The coach of the Knights came out after the game and basically said, not my fault. Joints have got a losing culture. I've been coaching at a heap of good sides, and yeah. this side stinks. That was I, I saw that. What do you, how? At you what point is that in, a good idea? Inherited what? You've inherited a pretty good team. Not a bad side. You know, they're on, all losers on, on paper. They're all losers. <laughs> they're, used, they're used to losing. I mean, I don't think there's that many kids in that team. I mean, if he's talking about a culture, maybe a little bit different. But he's talking about the Knights at this current team. I think there was only probably one player that was involved in all three. Maybe that Lachlan Fitzgibbon kid. He, he got three wooden spoons. It's his fault. <laughs> so blame him. It's 100% it's, it's, it's a, If you're going to point the finger, O'Brien, hey, Lachlan straight to Lachlan Fitzgibbon. No, but there's not many, not, not many people that were involved in that um, the three-peat of the wooden spoon. Mm. So I'm not sure he should have said that. And they made the finals last year too. Yeah, I don't think he should have said that. I think, I, look, you can tell when a bloke's struggling, like especially there's a lot of pressure um, on these coaches and mm. some coaches handle it better than others. I think uh, I think he's done a decent job and he's he's got, you know, he, he had no ponger, he had no pierce. Um, this is a game they should win against the Cowboys, but the Cowboys ah, are favourites. These are the games that are the, the hardest ones to pick. On betting site. Do you know what? It's funny this week, bettingsite.com.au, looking at all of the odds across all of the things. They it's should like, be on this. It's, it's How much close to know? Like, it's <laughs> similar sides playing similar sides. So the crap sides are playing the crap sides. Hello, mm-hmm. Sharks and Dragons. Um, oh. Titans and Bulldogs. The, the good sides Tigers. are playing. Rabbitohs, Panthers, Eels, Seagulls. And then you've got the mid-range ones um, that are playing as well. So it's a difficult round because yeah. they're all... I'll probably get of, eight, but, like, I'm not sure. You blokes might get about four or five, I think. Can I point out where you are yet? We'll do that later. Um, Just look at the end of the year, mate. That's what I'm about. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Tal Malolo, he's playing bigger minutes. Yeah. Hey, I'm great. I'm, I'm happy the way he's playing. He's an absolute gun. I'm glad he's out there. Do you reckon he's... Is he back? He's, he's, he has no, played. I mean, is he back, back, like Tal Malolo I think back. he's. I think he's back. It's just uh, Todd Payton doesn't seem to want to play him up the guts. I don't know. Mate, he is the best middle forward of all time. I just don't understand it. Like no. it's just, I'm just going to check his little stats here. He played against um, a very good Roosters side. Um, like he's playing 64 minutes, still like 15, like you know, 15 hit ups, 150 meters. You know what I mean? Like he's 26 tackles. Like he's still playing good football. He's still playing. He good just football. needs a little bit of help. He's a just little not, bit of help. He's just not being used effectively. But but he's playing big minutes. He is now. Well, he's play, he's playing big minutes. He did on the weekend. I'm just the not sure before. what they were doing him doing with him at the start. Like, hey, we're just going to play 40 minutes, play on an edge. On an edge. Fuck that. I want the ball off the nine whenever I can and whenever I want it. They were just protecting his career for 10 years. No. Get the max out. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Knights, Knights were, you know. How do you get beat by the fucking Tigers? You know what I mean? I, I get it. Tigers, you know, that should have been 36 points, but... Oh, do you know what I like about you, William? How do you get beat by the Tigers, leading directly into our next game, the Warriors versus the Tigers, where you've tipped the Tigers? Yeah. So that's what happens when you do all your um, all your tips in a barbershop. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Ahmed. Your shout bar- out, barbarians. Your barbershop is dead set <laughs> out of coming to America. Mate, there, it is. A, There's about six likes. people, and they're all got their own agenda. They're all Parramatta Bulldogs fans, and it's just crazy. Yeah. And I get so confused. That's that's exactly where I'm doing all my tips. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Until Big Bobby comes on from St. Chris's, he's a legend. Uh, he helps me out my multis. Tell me about the Warriors. Because I reckon, again, they are the toughest side in the comp this year. I reckon the way they never get flogged. They just hang mm. in there. They hung in there last week again. They just If they can just figure out a way to a way to win. It's that's all it is. Do you know what I mean? It's just like they get, like they played some fairly good sides. You know, like even to put eighteen points on Parramatta. Parramatta scored a couple of late tries. 
Um, but they're in the they're in the game 100%. for about sixty to seventy minutes. Um, Living away from home, they probably haven't seen their families in in five months. This is where it's probably going to get tough for them. Yeah, you know, especially with after you know with um with Origin, you know, like not much football's played. You know, it's just you know unless you're in Origin, obviously, but like he's, most of those players won't be. So that's going to suck. On the Central Coast, not that much to do. Are you serious? Club yes, Tropo? Is Club Tropo Club not going, mate. Is it still going? This is not, this is not 99. Remember the, uh, the the phone parties at Club Tropo? They were all time. Uh, the Sharks against the Dragons. <laughs> this game stinks. The Dragons oh. have got... They've literally, like... They've got no team. They all got suspended. The Dragons? What about Josh Maguire? Did he I was, back the Dragons? Did you? Oh, you did too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get out of the barbershop. <laughs> Wow. Get out of the barbershop. I tell you what, though, Josh Maguire was a dollar one with bettingsite.com to be sent off last weekend. He was, that was bullshit, too. He was straight away. What's a drop tackle? What is that? Oh, it's when just say if, if they're running away from you, try and grab the hips and you drop your hips on the back of their legs. Do you reckon he did it on purpose? I don't think he did it on purpose, but either. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the last time anyone does it. I think that's fucking. If you deliberately do that, you shouldn't. You, you, should, should, be rub, be, you should be rubbed out. Yeah, you should be. I just longer, than a, longer than a little head high. I didn't see it. That no, time. I, I, I watched it. Was. I don't think he meant it. it. Was just part. Of it. it was just the tackle gone sort of wrong. But what happens is, you know, if someone, if you're, if you're facing that way, I'm trying to get you from behind, and then I drop my hips on the back of your legs. If it was on purpose, it's yeah. on purpose. It's a dangerous it's move. Yeah. Very dangerous. I used to flop all over the place. Yeah. I was just tired. <laughs> so. Uh, the Titans against the Bulldogs. We've wow. got Aaron, who's a big fan of the show. He loves the Titans. And I tell you what, he was so excited at the start of the year. And Aaron, I'm really sorry, mate, but your team, I'm not going to say dreadful, but they just... Titans? Yeah, they just, I don't know, they're not good, mate. They're not good. They'll beat yeah. the Bulldogs, so that's that's something. You can be positive about that. They're still up there, that. bud. Like, what are they coming? They're like top eight, nearly. 11th. They're coming equal, equal, not, equal eighth. Yeah. So they're not too bad. They're inconsistent. That's what I thought they would be this year. Have they lost more games than they've won? I don't know. You're yeah. Looking at the table? So, yeah. So that's the thing. That's yeah, thing that's that, how bad it is, isn't like, it? That's how bad that middle section is. You've got sides that are hanging into that sort of 6 to 12, 13 spot. They can't win a game. Yeah, from, the six, other from six upwards, is they're, they're around 500 on an Eagles. Now, the only team that's losing with a losing record is the Raiders. They're coming eighth. And um, the Titans are coming eighth, equal eight. Yeah, guys, losing records. Yeah, losing records. Yeah, you know, um, but they've still got a lot to learn. The Titans still a young team, just need some. Oh, I don't know. They still they've got a very good individual team. But I said it from the start, they can't win with those halves. They yeah. will not win. I mean, they'll win. They might get to the finals. They might win. I don't think they'll win a playoff game, but they could get there. Do you reckon they make the finals? They yeah. got to get better. I think they come eighth. They'll lose. Oh, Jared Wallace probably doesn't get picked for Origin. I don't think he does. Fodawaker does. Fodawaker, he's been playing off the bench. So they'll lose. SASA will probably get about five weeks because of the send-off yeah. after that. He barely ever touched the black. <laughs> Brian Tay was laughing at him. Mm. To'o, he's Toto. tough. He'll probably get picked. Do you reckon he gets picked? We'll do a State of Origin special later. I'm picking him. Perfect. The Roosters versus the Broncos. The poor old Broncos. I'm starting to almost feel sorry for them. I backed the Bronx last night, last week, didn't I? I don't feel sorry for you one bit, but I feel sorry for the Broncos. I actually thought it was time. I, I tipped him. It's going to come together. They were close. And he just got beat by North Queen. It's going to come together. Kevy's going to do it. I backed him. Payne Hart's going to run 300 metres. Plus eight and a half. That went well. 80 and a half they would have How'd been How'd your right. multi go anyway? Shut your mouth. Oh. I lost with the Broncos first up straight away. <laughs> did I? <laughs> Who did win their multi? I don't know. You did, William. Some we'll talk genius. about it later. I'm talking oh, about right. it all week. No, I know you have been. Relentless. Yeah. This has been. <laughs> and then the arsehole producer puts up I'm a complete failure. The bloke has not won one thing. Not one. That's what happens when you control the social media pages. Anyway, I control the show. Producers a flop. <laughs> uh, Roosters will win that in a counter. Tedesco, it was good to see Tedesco running the ball again. He he, he not mm. he hasn't been quiet, but you'd be a little bit, um, you know, you'd be aware of like getting hit in the head again, wouldn't you? Yeah. Come on, man. Last three times he's been KO'd. It yeah. wasn't just a little bit of a HIA. So no, Teddy's done. Yeah. So you'd be you know be very conscious of that, and you know the the places where you usually put your head. You know, or support here, and you know that's that sort of fear factor starts creeping in on you. 
And it's great to get, you know, you sort of blow the cobwebs off a bit. Mm. You know, it was running around the rock, hitting the holes and um, just being Teddy. I mean, what about what about the fight that's on with the fullback? God love Turbo, but come on, man, let's not sleep on Teddy. He's been doing this shit for five years. He's yeah. and Turbo. I mean, Turbo has been that for five. You know, the only thing is holding holding him back is injuries and the poop. They got the poop floating around as well. He although pooping housing, but yeah. he's gone. But he, I mean, I mean, how long is he out for? I'm not picking him in. I'm not picking him in Origin game one if he's not if he hasn't had the last three or four games. I can't pick that. And he's well, never he's, play, he's never played Origin before. No, never played a rep game before. Plays good for Melbourne. You wouldn't pick him fourteen. No, no way. I'll, I'll pick Cody Walker fourteen. Yeah, he was good. Oh, that's the other thing. Just well, I forgot. It, I was going to mention that before. What about? And I don't blame Cody Walker for this at all. When he he he, I think it was Townsend. He got tackled at the back, and then he went ah. And they went, oh, crush a tackle. And they went back for the penalty. He never even touched him. <laughs> oh, so I was like, and as, if, as if players aren't doing that. Oh, people at home, I mean, like, when these penalties, if you touch people, players know, coaches know, because refs come around and they say, you know, this is what we're going to be cracking down on this week. It's what we're cracking down all year. You touch the head and there's that some sort of crush a tackle. It's going to be a penalty. If you've got a bloke behind you and you can see that your head's gone down even for a second... Just put your head down. You're going straight down. And you don't think... I mean, I mean, I've, you give most of them the benefit of the doubt, but, like, you know, if you're in a if you're in a precarious sort of situation, there's, like, 10 minutes to go, you're coming out of your own half and you need a penalty, you're down two points, you're doing that. Yep. I don't care. Like, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's the way it thing. That's the way it goes. You want to win. People, when you get put in that position and that situation, you're doing anything to win. Storm keep winning. Storm Raiders. I feel That'd sorry for the Raiders. Yeah, man. Now they, they won. Got they no, won. They got they no won. players left. Yeah, they got the dogs. Only they just, got Papali. They got Whiten. They've got Hodgson. I think Papa's going to miss Grant, um, game one. Yeah. Good for us. That probably puts Wallace in, who we were talking about before. So that yeah, that's all I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've thought of that already. I actually did because I was yeah. talking to someone on Instagram today. Yeah, on Instagram. Because I was like, Mr. why is Because I asked, I said, why would you put Jared Wallace ahead of Parley? He goes, he's suspended. So there you go. Well, there you go. You learn something every day on Instagram. <laughs> just crazy shit all day. I learned I'm a complete failure on Instagram, so that was nice. Uh, the Rabbitohs playing against the Panthers. This is a cracking game, but as a result of the Panthers being so good. By the way, why is this at 2 o'clock on a Sunday? Because the Channel 9 bloke picking the games needs to be sacked. Although someone... who, like, Why aren't they Thursday night just to get this whole bullshit magic weekend fiasco behind us? Who is doing this shit? The Cowboys versus whoever, the whoever did, whoever did the roster for this week, sacked. Matt Parrish, sack. Sack him. Channel like, 9, Why would you put him sack. at a 2 o'clock game on Sunday? Broncos it is the worst slot. It's the worst. Oh, That's just pathetic. 6 p.m. Friday is pretty bad. What do you reckon is the worst game time? Sunday 2. 6 p.m. Friday. 6 PM only, Friday. Only, only reason you think Friday's better, you're the whole weekend yourself. Yeah. That's about it. So the Channel 9 game, so presumably Channel 9, because someone, I think it was Brad Boucher on, on Instagram, was on Twitter was explaining this to me. So Channel 9 put more money in. So they've got the choice of the game. So they get the Thursday game, the Friday game, and then the Sunday 4 p.m. game. But Foxtel, like you can't tell me that Channel 9 chose... The Cowboys versus the Knights. Did they? they must Sack stop. the bloke. He's gone. <laughs> Sack everyone. Sack everyone. That's pathetic, but this is this is the game of the year. You can't understand like, it's when a game you, of when the you decade. Do, when you when you're doing these whole the rosters and stuff like that, and you go round eleven. Yeah, these two these two teams were top four last year. Pretty sure they're going to be all right. Come come round 10, 11. Mm. Now let's put them at fucking uh, you know what? Sunday game. So no game. one. Yeah, let's put them on the worst one. Good work, yep. guys. Great work. But the Cowboys are good. They came second last or something last yeah, year. And the yeah. Knights, they finished eighth. That's a cracking Do game it. on Thursday. Hey, Sharks and Dragons. Perfect game for Friday. Was that the fr- – oh. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about the – Oh, this bloke's Don't worry about the Rabbits and Panthers. Terrible, terrible game. The Sunday 4 o'clock game. Remember that ad? Here we go again. No, Manly no, keep singing. Para. Keep singing. Go. It was a Tui's ad. <laughs> no, I don't, I've like never heard of it. You have. I'm gonna, <laughs> we'll put it up later. Uh, Manly and Para. I think – Manly could win that. Eels weren't that good last week. I did back Manly. Did you? Mm-hmm. 
Just because they, they hate each other. And I know um, they got Tom Trebojevic. Do you know when they started hating each other? In the 80s when that ad was made. Tooies. Here we go again. the shit out of each other. Manly and Parrot. <laughs> I reckon that that will be a good game. That'll probably be our Twitter game, actually. But we'll mm. confirm that later. An Elmo doll that wants to kill its owner. A kids TV show where the main character has a giant penis. Poop flavoured ice cream. A meme that destroyed someone's life. These are just a few of the hot button issues we tackle here on That Sucks. A podcast for your ears. I'm Troy Nabobon. And I'm Dan Cribb. And if you don't listen to That Sucks on the Handshake Agency Network, then you suck. Join us each fortnight as we unpack some of the biggest fails across pop culture and beyond, joined by the occasional special guest. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au to check out That Sucks Now. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever good podcasts are sold. All right, William. And I'll tell you, there'll be, uh, there'll be some big boys playing in that game. <laughs> Willie's big boy. All right, let's go. Now, I want to explain to everybody how I do pick this. And we've got, and why it's called Willie's big boys. Obviously, I used to play in the middle. I know what happens when you are in the middle, how hard you've got to work. I look at the other teams. I look at the opposition. I look at their forwards. I look at, when I look at defense, I look at how many meters the other front rowers sort of make because this is probably the only this is the only sort of positions where you are man on man you can stop your other front row from you can actually get in the middle and move around and go all right well i need to stop campbell gillard from getting over 100 meters he needs to stop me you know what i mean that's how it goes so you can really measure it and i don't i don't just say if, if you're a bottom bottom feeder forward pack and you're playing in just say like south sydney or penrith or something like that, i don't really rate it that much because I know how hard it is. I know, I know most of these games are hard regardless in the middle, but then I look at the opposition. When you're playing the Warriors, I'm going, damn, you know, they're, they're always up for it. If you're playing against Penrith, you're making over 100 metres, I get you. You know, you're playing some good football. So my first vote, I just wanted to tell people at home, and, you know, just so they understand my thinking. I just don't go, oh, my God, he made 220 metres against fucking Bulldogs. You're very analytical. You know what I mean? I yeah. just cuz I know exactly. I know know if you've taken four four um four hit-ups off of um off kickoffs, off dropouts. You take four or five of them as 100 meters easy. Yeah. That's why I look at back rolls their numbers big. If you're getting over 100 meters as a back roll, you're not getting any of that ball. You're getting just off off the six and getting in there doing your own tough stuff. That's why I love that Isaiah Papali, the young kid from um from Parramatta. He's been making a lot of meters. Anyway, my first vote goes for goes to Marty to power. I thought he was outstanding last week. I mean, just to see the 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 play. I mean, I know they, I know he played against the Broncos, but the Broncos have got a good pack. They got Lodge, they got Payne Haas. Their back row is stacked, and they just work hard. And they're just playing really bad at the moment. But I think you know the the way that he was playing, the passing and the second phase passing, the 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 pre line tip. You know, he scored a try, he set one up. I'm like, that's that's the sort of football I like to see in these middles, just playing the ball, playing football instead of being this this um, just battering ram. It's just, it just sucks. Um, Didn't we agree last week you were going to start with one and then build yeah, the defense? Yeah, I did. Yeah, th- they did it wrong on the thing. So oh, just, okay. So, so I'm putting Marty at one. And uh, number two oh, is... Smart. Yes. Number two is Regan Campbell-Gillard. I thought he was outstanding. He's playing against the Warriors team who is like stacked. They're always big and aggressive, and the, and I, and I look at them. I look at the minutes that they play because obviously now the fatigue factor is stepping in. If you're playing sixty plus minutes, you are just under the pump the whole time. So, um, what was his stats? You know, fifty two minutes in the middle. You know, one hundred and seventy, one hundred eighty meters. Um, you know, twenty five, twenty six tackles, over eighty percent effective tackler. Two tries. Just two tries. Yeah, exactly. Two tries. Any big boy gets two tries. I love it. Three points is James Fisher-Harris. The dude's a freaking animal. Like, he just doesn't stop. I mean, like, he was playing against the Titans, and I rate the Titans forward pack. You know, they don't defend that well out wide, but I rate that forward pack. You know, um, I'm looking at his stats here. Like, he only played, and this is what he did. He did this in 46 minutes. 46, 46 minutes, 18 hits, 195 metres. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing this so easy and doing, like, you know, 23, 25 tackles. You know what I mean? So the numbers he's putting up, Fisher Harris, he's he's killing it. So he's got my three votes for this week. So um Well yeah. that that actually takes him to the top of the leaderboard. He is now on ten points 
Mm. James Fisher-Harris, Junior Paulo's on eight. Just a reminder to everybody that thanks to our good friends at Young Henry's who make a wonderful beer with a can that <laughs> makes noise when we open it. But thanks to Young Henry's, the winner of this will be getting a slab a week uh, for 52 weeks, which is massive. Um, <laughs> 52. <laughs> and also Bondi Tony's, which is a Bondi institution. It does some of the best burgers you'll ever have. They're giving me a free burger every week on behalf of whoever wins this because yeah. they have to come too far. And I really am quite a big fan of you giving this to people from Western Sydney because they are not going to drive to Bondi Tony's <laughs> and I will get the burgers. So thank you very much to our friends at Young Henry's. Thank you very much to Bondi Tony's. Um, his name's Tony and he lives in Bondi. And wow. he's got a burger joint Very called original. Bondi Tony's. So that's a good name. And Young Henry, we've got Young Henry, but he just got fired because he got this the wrong way around. But thankfully, my maths is great, so I could work out it was 10 points to James Fisher-Harris. We will contact them on social media, I think, because mm-hmm. they need to know the wonderful prizes that's going on. All right. That brings us to... Probably my favourite segment because I get to look at the wonderful knitwear that Harold's wearing and I think... Hurt the Harold. Harry from bettingsite.com.au has had a terrible week on the punt because he's rolled out the same jumper as the last couple of weeks. And I tell you what, tell him you need more money because that needs upgrading. Absolutely need more money. So if we can get a sponsor, I mean, you've got young Henry's giving away beer like it's going out of fashion. I don't know who who can get on board. Where can we get some nits? Like let's let's get behind me. I know I haven't been doing well lately, but something. Well, when you do do well, you go on nude. Remember, so yeah, don't get too excited. Uh, no. I I'm going to start with myself because good self love is important. This week, I am going to take the Roosters thirteen plus into the Storm thirteen plus into the Rabbitohs Panthers overs which is 47 and a half. I just cannot see that game not turning into a massive score fest with the two attacking sides that they have got. Harold, what am I getting? You're getting $4.94 from the good folks at Ned's. Um, just Yeah, so just a shandy under $5. Love this bet. Absolutely love it. 13-plus chooks. Broncos are just absolutely hopeless away from home. So tick. Storm, 13-plus. Even in Canberra on a cult... Yeah, they'll cover that. Um, Penrith's defence, you've got to think that they've got to score a lot of points because their defence is so good. They've only had more than 12 points put on them once this year. So to get that overs, they've got to probably do a fair bit of the heavy lifting unless Souths just play out of their skin. But, you know, what? on a dry afternoon in Dubbo, I think your 47 and a half points is going over. Thanks, oh, I just mate. think that'll happen. Mm. I just with Latrell Mitchell back too. I just look at that. You look at that Rabbitoh side. It's just points. It's just points. Absolutely. So, and apparently yeah. Latrell Mitchell's been training the house down, which is always a good sign. Is any of their forward pack back? Is Cam Murray back? No. No. Mm. Mm. Don't mm at me, please. Yeah. Look yeah. at him now. He's got one bet up in 50 years. I've won two this <laughs> year. He's yeah. He's the expert. Yeah. Oh, I'm the X factor in this team. All right. Now, Harry, I'm going to have right. to go through this because okay. I have to. But William got a win last week. How much did he add to the kitty? Um, bloody hell, I wish I had that in front of me. No well, one's given me that information. 460 bucks. Five, hang on, I, five hang on, I can actually, I can actually tell you now. I can get that information dollars. for you very quickly. We work fast here in the world of live po- live podcasting. So, you got nine dollars thirty nine from oh. Sportsbet for your multi last week. So you're looking at, you know, what four hundred and fifty four sixty? Yeah, close to five hundred. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. with my win. so we, you've had a couple of wins. I've had a couple of wins. I've had one win. Yeah, a uh, couple of hey. We're, Willie's had one win. This. The All producers right. had none. So, what have we? Right. What are we up to now in the kitty total? Uh, let's just assume that Craig's got nothing. Let's just can we just the producer <laughs> zero? Let's just I've covered that off. I think. What are we in? What do we got? Again, I wish I had that figure in front of me. Fifteen hundred. I, I mean, 
two. Well, uh, the producer saying over two. Producer says over two k. So that's going good. That's going. That's yeah. a good start. All right. Well, I'll Leo, see, the producer's the guy in the know. Can't bet, but has all the numbers. Ooh, can't bet. Can't shade, produce either. Shade. No good. All right. Let's get to my bet. Um, I've got the Parramatta Eels and Eagles to go over forty six and a half. Um, South Sydney at the line. Is that right? Ten and a half. They got yep. plus ten and a half. Plus ten and a half. So uh, that'll be fifty to forty, and you win. Okay, sweet. That should happen. Um, New Zealand Warriors to win and North Queensland to win. That's me. Yeah. Look, Willie, I can't really argue with you here. At Neds, they're giving you $8.56. That Eels-Seagulls game, that's going over. Absolutely. 46 and a half points is not enough. Um, too much attacking talent from both teams. Dry track at Bankwest Stadium. See you later. That That's happening. The Rabbitohs stay within 10 and a half points. I and think they. a lot of people would probably scoff at that, but the last time these two teams played was that preliminary final last year, and it was three tries each. It was only the boot of Nathan Cleary that was the difference. Mm. So I actually think there's a real, real chance at that ten and a half. You get the you get the tick there. Right. Um, Warriors taken on the Tigers. Well, the Tigers played so well last week, and it seems that they only show up to play the Knights this year. So Warriors specials, and yeah, I think the Cowboys are specials too. Back, I mean, they have the short turnaround, but they're back at home against a pretty crappy side. So mm. $8.56. Can't argue against that at all. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm the producer, do I, even, do I read this out? Because yeah. it's no chance of winning. Obviously. I reckon it might be. I mean, history dictates this place got no idea. And you know the best back thing? Back to the horses, I reckon, producer. Yeah. He's, oh, <laughs> he's, a gun on the, he's a gun on the horses. He's an AFL expert. And then all of a sudden he's had yeah, – anyway, can't win. He's been unlucky. Has he, though? Last week, some team got beat, what, you they lost, 50 yeah. and, they got, and they won? <laughs> I, I, you didn't yeah. laugh. So we've got Essendon, Western Bulldogs, Melbourne and Fitzroy and the South it, Melbourne Swans <laughs> and the Brisbane Lions. No, he's got, he's got Essendon, Western Bulldogs, Melbourne and Hawthorne. They're all yeah, teams think, in the AFL. I think he should be really confident in the Bulldogs and the Demons. Demons are 9-0 on the AFL. Having an absolute cracker of a season. So Hawthorne, uh, yeah, their best year is certainly behind him. They're going to struggle again. And Essendon, who, just who knows? Just who knows what's going to happen. But he's got at least two legs that he should feel really confident in. So, What a, what a, what, what a sports bet pay for two out of four? Do they? They pay duck egg, but if yeah, he right. somehow gets four out of four, $6.93. So he's just got two two legs that are right on the razor's edge. I I'm actually I hope that he does get this right because you know what I'm starting to feel sorry for him. He's just not very good at anything, and you know sometimes uh, every now and then a blind squirrel gets a nut. So this could be the week. Harry, what are you betting on? Because I've looked at this and Mm, my eyes hurt. And there's 500 legs, and this reeks of Willie Mason 2020 desperation. I feel like I should chuck in more try scorers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't, don't come start. on, that's what got me. Don't start. I don't know. I, I've just, I've just got a little, I've just got a little silly here. Like I thought at Magic Round, I'd go the three legger, thinking, all right, I'm in a bit of a cold streak, maybe the three leg. But you know what? That did no good for me either. So we're going big, North Queensland. They're going to win one to twelve points. Just taking the Panthers at a dollar thirty-five straight up. The Roosters, the lines pushed out to twenty-one and a half, but I'm taking that on. I think they cover that. Don't don't care about the Broncos like that. That twenty-one and a half, that's going straight to the Roosters. We've got the Melbourne Storm head to head as well, and Josh Addo Carter score at any time. He's got twelve tries in his last three games, so too easy. And Tom Trebojevich to score a try at any time. Why not? I like it. Give me. Give me $23.74 for a six-legger at Sportsbet. So. I actually do like that. I think that's a good bet. And um, I don't know. Like, I think that we are a big chance of starting to – now that Willie's broken the drought, we had a bit of a drought, I think that thanks to bettingsite.com.au, I love that they just get all the odds and we don't even have to think about it. You just sort it out. We just – you know, anyone who is not very good at punting, then get involved. Don't punt. Gamble responsibly, obviously, but uh, get involved. Go on the site; it just does everything for you. It's so much easier. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm a big fan. So, Harry, thank you very much. We will speak with you next week. Hopefully, um, our wallets are fuller. Well, can we 
Can we take it out now if any of us get something right, you nude? Yeah, bugger it. We'll, yeah, do, right, it. we'll, do, a, we'll do a nude cross next week. Just get, we just need one of the four Maldives to get up. Let's do it. Let's we're doing it. Funny. We're doing it for the children. So yeah, well, well geez, hang on, we've got to be careful there, <laughs> <laughs> mate. You look okay. <laughs> we will see you next week, and uh, mate, have a good one. We'll see you soon. Well, have a good week, guys. See you. Cheers, mate. Uh, we'll go through the. T- we'll put the tips up. I don't want to read. What about um, you? Just gamble responsibly. Important. Very uh, important. All right, so. The tips are basically as it stands now. The producers cheated his way to the top. Still, um, I'm just behind. Harry's just behind that, and Willie's just behind that. We will put all of our things up on social media, and you can have a look and work out for yourself what mm. you like. I'm on that. I'm not that far off. Cowboys, Tigers, Dragons, Titans, Roosters, Storm, Panthers, Eagles. Not that far off. Mm. What? What are you blokes? I mean, you just, bro, you just you just pick the sharks. That's about it. You pick the sharks. Me? Yeah. Did I? Yeah, yeah I did. That's about it. I thought I thought no, it'd you been way manly. off. You tip manly. Oh, as manly well. yeah. I don't mind manly. Oh, that I'd be. actually like to change mine to New Zealand, but I thought everyone else would pick New Zealand, and I tried to be, but everyone's picked the Tigers. I get beat by fifty now. So William, we normally go in now to a headline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a headline this week because we've found something even better. Occasionally, I've bagged the producer the whole time. Did you find this or did Henry? Okay. So you can't see it because we're on a podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, you can get us on Facebook and YouTube too. (laughs) What we've got here is a Willie Mason doll. So for everyone who is about to get picked for State of Origin, I don't know if you can see that there. That looks absolutely (laughs) nothing like you whatsoever. It does. So look. The quads maybe. Just ripped. Oh, we can go. We're doing a close-up here. Um, basically, if you play State of Origin, do you still get a doll? No, you shouldn't. I mean, you should. You should. You should. It's <laughs> <laughs> just one of a kind. I think that was uh, one of Sammy Ayub's little things. I think it was like 2006. It was Jonathan Thurston and Greg Inglis's. It was great. They did about, I think they picked about, oh, I think about maybe maybe 10 players to do it. And I was one of them, so I was good. I was, every time I, I was in Menindi on the weekend, and one of them had a proper doll like that, brand Actual. new. Yeah, I put it on my story. You don't even follow me. It's terrible. I don't go on social media. No, you know that like, I'm <laughs> contractually obliged <laughs> that I have to do. No, Twitter. but I was, I was, uh, I just laughed my ass off. So this is a proper whole thing. Have you? Did you have one? Did you get one of these as part? Like I when you went so. into camp, you I mean, I'm with my brothers and my brother. And, oh no, that was just that was that was not from New South Wales Rugby League. So was that that was an off off sort of thing where someone just made a shitload of money off? Did us. you get some coin out of? Uh, not much, probably about ten. I think that's all right. It was all right. I mean, I didn't care. I was just you're going to make the dolls anyway. We haven't got much of a say in it. Can Sign you this, just here's some money? Can you just explain to me what sort of a human being would buy a doll such as this? And once you've bought it, what would you do with it? There's a little bit down the bottom there where your name is, and you just sign it. That's it. Oh, so you oh, so you sign the bottom. Yeah, you sign the bottom. So you get a, there's a, they're all collectibles and stuff. So they didn't really make that many of them. I, see them I can see why they again. wouldn't have made that many of them. What are you looking at? <laughs> you looked, you're looking high just, there. I don't know. That looks ge- genuinely nothing like you. I don't know who <laughs> made that doll, but um, that was a bit of fun. That was good. It's not a headline, but I tell you, you haven't what, played Origin unless you got your own figurine. All right, that's what's up. Do you reckon blokes used to just? Run them into each other. <laughs> like when get, we had wrestling when get, we were at home, get the ring and stuff like that. And it's like, have King Kong Bundy and get just a like Willie Mason and a Shane Webkey. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Petro and o- Ogre and, oh God, imagine. Uh, the world is a strange place. I must say, I'm glad. Can we still buy these, Craig? Can I? Yeah, we can. We're getting one. Apparently, we actually, need to sit right there. You can get a bobblehead too. Yeah. Oh, $50. $50. Come on. Is this a collector's item? Collector's item. They will be. They should be. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if anyone actually, if anyone's got a doll, then let us know. Don't bring one of your dolls in. They, the blow-up types. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to thank everyone for listening. Uh, you've got a rate, rate review. review, subscribe, 
Oh, we're twins. Look at that. We did that together. Yeah, we love it. Remember, we're on YouTube as well. We're on YouTube, Facebook. We're everywhere. We're big in the States. We're big in Romania. We dropped off in Romania. See you next week. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.